At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Santa. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following what is sadly yet again a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte falls on the second night of a back-to-back last night in Detroit, 118-112 to to the Pistons. Charlotte had a chance in this one. They led it by two going into the fourth quarter, but Detroit used a 19-7 run in the final five and a half minutes to secure the victory as Charlotte now on the season falls to 15 and 39. We'll break this one down for you, provide you with our silver lining performances. And we didn't touch on this in yesterday's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, but late Thursday before all the NBA action got going, the reserves to the All-Star game were announced. No Hornets on there. LaMelo Ball with those injuries certainly makes sense that he was not named an All-Star, which would have ended up being a second consecutive season. But we're going to go ahead and give you the numbers anyways and explain why there could have been a case for LaMelo Ball to be on this year's All-Star team. And helping me out with all of these topics on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast is the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com. That is Sam Parley. And Sam, thank you for pulling the sled here for the last couple days as my guest on the Hornets Hivecast, even though it has been now three straight silver lining additions after some of these road games as the Hornets go 0-3 on this road trip. Not a problem at all. Thank you for having me. This was the rare, uh, I was trying to think the last time we had a 7 p.m. road game and I think there's only been a couple uh, during the season. It's all 7, 30, 8, 9, and then obviously our favorite 10, 10, 31, too. So relatively early night last night with the 7 p.m. tip in Detroit. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I felt a little weird eating dinner at about 3.30 last night before heading into the arena and into the studio for this matchup since it was a 7 o'clock game, finally a normal start time, what it seemed like on a road game. But either way, the Hornets fall last night. 
by a final count of 118 to 112. Charlotte led this one by one after the first quarter. Terry Rozier had nine points in the first frame. He finishes with 13 in the first half as the Hornets trailed going into the locker room 69 to 68. Detroit shot 76% from the field in the second quarter. They are 4-6 from beyond the arc in that frame as well. Charlotte wasn't too far behind. They were at about a 62% clip, but again, three-point shooting just not there for the Hornets last night. Two of six from beyond the arc there in the second quarter as LaMelo Ball had himself a first half. He had himself a game once again. At halftime, he had 15 points, six rebounds, four assists. At the end of the day, LaMelo ends up going for 23 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. He also had five steals. That ties a career high. I'm sure we'll have more on LaMelo Ball here in a few moments in our Silver Linings edition. But at any rate, Charlotte was able to come out of the locker room into the second half, and the Hornets started off the third quarter on an 8-0 run. The Hornets led it 94-92 to going into the fourth quarter. The Hornets had a decent lead at about six, seven points there midway through the fourth quarter, but at about the 544 mark, the Hornets started to get into a little bit of foul trouble. They led it by six, but the Pistons were already in the bonus as Detroit was able to get some points on the board as the clock stopped. LaMelo Ball picked up his fifth foul at about the two-minute mark as well, and this one was tied at 112 with about a minute 20 left to go, but the Hornets were not able to close it out as, like I mentioned, Detroit finishes the game on a 19-7 run over the last five and a half minutes. After the contest, here's what Steve Clifford said about what went wrong in last night's contest. Five turnovers in one quarter is going to be hard to win, right? Any night. I mean, that'd be even at 20 for the game, right? We missed five free throws in a quarter. That's going to be hard to overcome. And we're one for seven from three, of which they just told me in there six of them were, you know, good shots. So, uh, and then obviously we had the two in the lane that were point blank that we didn't finish. So we actually put ourselves in a chance, you know, back to back on the road. And, you know, sometimes just comes down, you got to make the plays. The plays were there to be made, and we didn't make it. Hornets picked a bad time to go cold last night. They shoot 6 of 18 from the field there in the fourth quarter, and they are 1 of 7 from beyond the arc in the frame, 5 of 10 from the charity stripe. They also turned the ball over four times, like Steve Clifford mentioned. And Detroit, it's not like they won the game in the fourth quarter either. They just played a little bit better. They were 9 of 15 from the free throw line, 3 for 6 beyond the arc, 7 of 15 from the field there in that fourth quarter. They turned the ball over five times as well, too. So both teams had some struggles there is the Hornets got outscored by the Pistons 26 to 18 there in the final frame. Sam, those are probably the numbers that stood out to me most is that the Hornets just didn't make winning plays down the stretch. Yeah, it's pretty simple, unfortunately. And I think if you look back at this one, it, you kind of there's definitely a feeling of maybe this one kind of slipped away. I'm not saying a seven point lead with seven minutes left in the game is some sort of insurmountable deficit for Detroit, but it just felt like to kind of, you know, I would say not even those last like 90 seconds. I mean, just kind of felt like they're inching closer, they're inching closer. And uh, the Hornets offense just really struggled. I mean, they did a great job scoring in transition. I think they had something like 30 points off turnovers. They were plus 13 in fast break. I mean, really, really good job forcing takeaways and extra possessions. I think they had a season high 16 steals too. So really, really good in that area. But that stuff just, you've got to be able to score both that way and also in the half court. And the half court is kind of generally where a lot of the, the stuff at the end of the game was last night and just couldn't come up with the plays. And it's just tough with the three-point shooting. It's just it's something that's just it's still kind of in a funk. It goes through stretches where, you know, the, the shoots really well and then kind of comes back down to earth. I mean, I think this is the something like the fifth time in seven games now. They haven't cracked 10, 10 three-pointers in a game, too. So it's a strain on your offense, especially from the half court, that you just can't get those baskets you needed. And, you know, credit to Detroit. They made the plays down the stretch. Bay hit the big three-pointer. Good defense on the inbounds there to kind of force the turnover. And, yeah, Detroit made the plays, and Charlotte didn't. And, and sometimes, unfortunately, that's just 
kind of what it comes down to. A couple of numbers that are eye-popping after last night's contest. Again, 118-112, to 112, the Hornets fall in Detroit, albeit on the second night of a back-to-back as well. And the Pistons have been off since Monday after their game on Wednesday against the Washington Wizards was postponed because they were stuck in Dallas because of all of the bad weather. But at the end of the day, I don't think it would have made that big of a difference if the Pistons would have played Wednesday or not. They might have not have been as rusty, even though they shoot 51% from the field and they go 14 of 32 from beyond the arc. But again, Hornets 9 of 34 from three-point land in last night's game. If you go back to that game in Chicago the night prior, they were 7 of 35. So neither night shooting very well from beyond the arc. And when that happens, you have to have some pretty good offensive rebounding. You have to really cash in on those second-chance points opportunities. And the Hornets were able to do it a little bit last night. They go for eight offensive boards that resulted in 12 second-chance points. But in total, just the rebounding was not there. They got wiped off the glass 51-37, to the advantage going to the Pistons. So that certainly did not help things either. And the Hornets, the one thing that kept them in this game last night was the points off of turnovers. Detroit turned the ball over 23 times and it resulted in 30 points off of those turnovers for the Hornets and it also resulted in 15 fast break points for Charlotte. So they were able to get out and run in transition for the most part, but at the end of the day, Sam, when you have 23 turnovers on the other team, I don't want to say you're expected to win the ball game, but you should at least be able to take advantage of it more to the tune of probably more than 30 points off of those turnovers that, again, 23, I mean, that's that's a very, very high number. Yeah, I think I think it's important to kind of look at the context of those turnovers, and obviously we have not gone back and looked at all 23, but big difference between a live ball turnover that ends in a steal that, you know, you're playing in transition, which a lot of them were because they had 16 steals, which is a season high, and then you all see other turnovers like, you know, setting a bad screen on offense or, you know, throwing a pass and it hits off someone's hand and goes out of bounds. Those are kind of a little bit different, but you're right. You are generating extra possessions. That was actually the second most turnovers by a Hornets opponent this season. The most is actually by the Clippers. They had 27 and still beat the Hornets uh, back in December out in L.A. So, yeah, it's a little frustrating because, you, you, you know, it you were able to generate those extra possessions. You scored in the fast break. I mean, you really, really capitalized in that area. And we've talked so many times about how the Hornets are at the best when they're forcing extra possessions, forcing turnovers, getting out and running. But that kind of just goes to show you that that's not always the most sustainable of offense. You can't just generate turnovers on every single possession to fuel your offense. You've got to get some balance, especially when you get into a crunch time and it's a one-possession game. You've got to be able to score in the half court and have a nice, you know, complementary offense. And and unfortunately, the Hornets were really one-sided last night. And then the half-court stuff, they just couldn't really get anything going when Detroit was able to set its defense. Hornets fall last night 118-112. Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball each go for 23 points. That's tied for a team high. Jaden Ivey had a game-high 24 on the other side for the Pistons. Bojan Bogdanovich was also north of 20. He had a blackjack 21. And Sadiq Bey provided 22 points off the bench as well for the Pistons as they pick up the win and now improve the 14-39 and 39 on the season. The Hornets now slip to 15-39 and 39 on the campaign. Silver Linings portion of the Hornets Hivecast comes your way next right after this on the HHC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. It is a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast, as always, presented by Senta, Rob Longo, and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And Sam, time now for our Silver Linings portion of the podcast. A lot of candidates for this one, as it seems to be as of late the way that the Hornets have been playing. So without further ado, I will let you go first. Who's your Silver Lining performance from last night's game? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jalen McDaniels. Kind of a, a very up-and-down road trip for him. He had 15 points in Milwaukee the other night, then had zero in Chicago, and then finished last night. He had 14 points off the bench, 5-7 of seven shooting, 4 rebounds, 4 steals, no turnovers. I thought he was really, really aggressive, kind of getting to the basket, really active all over the place in a very good way. Just loved his energy. You know, he's been kind of, you know, a little bit hit or miss lately, but you're starting to see getting him back where he's starting to kind of get back into the form that he had earlier in the season. Uh, the 5-7 to seven shooting was actually his most efficient performance than I, since, I think, December 29th against Oklahoma City. It's over 71% too. So really impressed with Jalen last night. That was the kind of performance the Hornets needed from somebody off the bench, and they got it from Jalen McDaniels. Ivy drives, leaves it for Duran, but it's tipped and taken away. Jalen McDaniels saves it from going over the sideline, gets it to Plumley. Plumley running down the floor, kicks it out. LaMelo, open three. Yes, sir. Rip the net cord. LaMelo ball drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. His second of the game. He's into double figures, and we're all even at 54. Time out, Detroit. So while LaMelo Ball got the bucket there, Jalen McDaniels got the steal to start that fast break. Again, the Hornets ended up with 15 fast break points in last night's game, but I thought that Jalen McDaniels did a really good job defensively getting in the passing lanes. He finishes with four steals on top of those 14 points and that 5-7 of seven shooting that you talked about. The four rebounds were sprinkled in there as well. All of that within 23 minutes of action, and he kind of needed to pick up the slack a little bit there from that 3-4 position. Gordon Hayward finished with 12 points as well, but P.J. Washington really struggled. He was just 3-15 of from the field, 1-7 of beyond the arc as well, so somebody needed to get something going there, kind of in that swing position there on that wing, and he was able to get the job done with those 14 points. For me, my top performer for last night's game, it's got to be the guy that's been on triple-double watch almost every night here over the last couple of games, and it's LaMelo Ball. Mello Ball drives, goes by Bogdanovich, takes the bump, lay in, good, plus the foul. Sprints past Bogdanovich, it's a lay in, plus the personal. And LaMelo Ball answers the call, has a chance to tie it with a minute 20 remaining. LaMelo was able to hit the free throw and give the Hornets a chance there down the stretch again. I think a couple of those fouls that he had there late in the contest weren't really... 
I don't want to say his fault. He picked up the fifth one trying to go for a loose ball, and it seemed like Jaden Ivey may have pulled him down to the ground. Again, not really going to get into the nitty-gritty of that, especially because it happened outside the two-minute report, so we won't even know moving forward if that call should have been overturned or not because at the end of the day, the Hornets decided to not use their challenge on that call, so that would have been one that maybe LaMelo would have gotten back. It also could have turned the game a little bit as well if the Hornets were able to get the ball because, again, the Pistons were in the bonus at that point, so it resulted in free throws for Detroit and ended up with an extra possession as well. But at the end of the day, LaMelo ball 23 points like I mentioned tied for a team high the efficiency shooting wise wasn't great there from the field in general 7 to 23 was for 13 beyond the arc hit all five of his free throw attempts eight rebounds eight assists he also had five steals those five steals are tied for a career high as well he just has been doing everything it seems like out on the court there over the last couple of games I mean he had that game in Milwaukee that was phenomenal even the Chicago game I know he was frustrated and he ended up getting ejected at the end of the day in that contest, but I mean, he's just been on such a big tear here over the last couple games, Sam. It just feels like LaMelo's just trying to put this team on its back and will them to victory sometimes. Yeah, LaMelo's been really good, and to quick point on the foul stuff, I agree with you on the Ivy one. It was kind of 50-50. Really could have gone either way, depending on how it was called on the floor, if there was even conclusive evidence to overturn it. Uh, and then the sixth one, I think, was just uh, just fouling Burks again to the line there down the stretch, uh, you know, kind of running out the clock. So, yeah, he's been really good. I think the foul stuff has been cleaned up a little bit from, you know, he's been able to stay on the court a little bit more. You don't see any of these early exits in the first half or anything like that. And, you know, really contributing in a variety of ways right now. And so even on, you know, it seems like the shot efficiency is probably the one thing that is still kind of trying to come around a little bit since he returned from his latest injury last week, but uh, finding ways to contribute, rebounds, assists, obviously you mentioned the steals, and he's a tone setter. I mean, there was a lot of stretches or at least a handful of stretches. I want to say maybe during the Hornets when they went ahead by seven last night, he had a stretch where he either scored or assisted on nine or ten straight points for the team. So he's, he's certainly capable of kind of fueling these momentum-swinging runs for the team. And, yeah, it's been great to see. Hopefully he can kind of get that shot to fall a little bit more, and that'll open things up a little bit for him. But, yeah, good to see him produce, as always. Plenty of other options for silver lining performances in last night's game. Gordon Hayward was an efficient 5-6 of six from the field. He finishes with 12 points. Four rebounds, two assists. The other guy that is obviously with a tied for a team high, 23 points. Terry Rozier, 9-19 from the field. He was just 2-10 of 10 from beyond the arc, though. He did go 3-4 for four from the free throw line with six rebounds. Mason Plumley looking like a maybe a all-star stat line out there. He had 13 points, four rebounds, five assists. But the reason I said all-star, he went to the free throw line 14 times in last night's game. He went 9-14 of from the charity stripe, which is, again, a big improvement from where he was a season ago. Just two of six from the field had a tough assignment there defensively against him with guys like Jalen Duran and... Sadiq Bay as well, just giving him a lot of trouble in the paint. But Mason Plumlee going to the free throw line 14 times, pretty impressive in its own right. And the fact that he was able to go 9 of 14, like I said, compared to a season ago, also pretty respectable as well, just in 32 minutes out there on the floor because he was another guy that got into a little bit of foul trouble there early in the game. He finishes playing clean in the second half. He only finishes with four fouls, but 
did have a little bit of foul trouble early on for the Hornets last night. So again, Charlotte falls 118 to 112 last night. They get the day off today. Tomorrow they will take on the Orlando Magic tip time at 1 along the Hornets radio network. It's a home game finally too, so you can get your tickets at hornets.com to join us at the Hive or through the Hornets app as well. One more segment to go on today's edition. Was LaMelo Ball snubbed on this year's All-Star roster? We'll talk about that next here on a Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Overplay here by LaMelo. He's got another steal. That's his fourth. LaMelo off and running. LaMelo, bank shot. It's good. LaMelo Ball slicing through the defense like a hot knife through butter. LaMelo Ball doing a little bit of everything. Such a great stat line from last night's game. It's worth repeating as well. 23 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. He also had 5 steals in the contest. Rob Longo and Sam Perley, the lead writer of Hornets.com with you on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. As always, presented by Senta. And Sam, wanted to touch on this after Thursday's announcement by the NBA of the All-Star Reserves and Here's the list of them, just to go down them rather quickly. In the West, it's Paul George, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, Laurie Markkinen, John Morant, Damanis Sabonis. Names that you probably aren't surprised to hear by any means. In the East, it's more of the same. Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. All of those guys certainly warranted 
for an all-star selection. So I wanted to take a deeper dive into the numbers and see what they looked like here over the course of the season for LaMelo Ball. Now, granted, he's missed a lot of time here for the majority of the season with three separate ankle injuries and that sort of thing. And, of course, the wrist was listed out there as well, but it was all kind of bunched in with that ankle injury that he had. So this season, after last night's game, LaMelo Ball, with his 27th game of the contest this year, he's averaging... Again, this is before last night's game. I didn't want to get in and pinpoint all of these after last night's contest, but some of these numbers certainly will go up. Some of them might go down a little bit, but so far through 27 games this season, LaMelo is averaging 23 points per game, 8.2 assists per game, 5.8 rebounds per game. When it comes to shooting, he's shooting at about a 40% clip from the field, 35.5% from beyond the arc, and almost 86 from the free throw line. Now, when you go back to last season, and these are the numbers that LaMelo had at the All-Star break last year when he was named an All-Star. He was averaging 23 points per game, 8.3 assists per game, and 5.7 rebounds per game. Those are basically identical numbers. Yeah, that's actually some pretty impressive stuff. And and considering how much time LaMelo has missed this year, you know, missed that first month and then came back for a few games and then, you know, re-aggravated the ankle injury, missed another month and then came back for about six, what was it, four or five weeks and then got hurt again, and then it's coming back. So this this sort of start and stop uh, into the lineup and and to have the kind of production that he's had has been really, really impressive. And mentioned it a few times, I think, in an earlier segment, just even when that shot's not falling for him and the efficiency's not there, he's finding other ways to contribute. And and I think the defense has gotten a little bit better. The foul stuff has been under control. He's generating steals. He's rebounding, setting his teammates up, scoring at a high volume. Uh, He's been really, really impressive. You know, I think it's, it's just tough because I think you, you got to play the games, and I think that's what's probably the biggest you know challenge for him right now is you got to play at least get into that two thirds of team games played to kind of be in the conversation uh, because it's hard to make the All Star team you know and that's a testament to again he made it last year I think he's going to have you know a multitude of opportunities the rest of his career it's just it's tough with the injuries and just not having you got to get up into that forty forty five games at this point to kind of give yourself a chance but I think he's certainly capable of sustaining this production if you get to the end of the year and you know i think if he plays the rest of the way it'll be something at 50 games you're averaging 24 8 and 8 i mean i think that's something that you can really hang your hat on and say that is a all-star caliber season despite the fact that maybe you didn't go to the all-star game at the time considering because you only had whatever it was, 25, 26 games played. No, I did go back and I looked at the numbers for LaMelo's total season from last year, and the numbers dipped after the All-Star break in total. He finishes the season at about a 20-point-per-game average, 6.7 rebounds, 7.6 assists. He goes for about 43% shooting from the field, 39 beyond the arc, and then about 87% from the charity stripe. So, again, the numbers do dip a little bit there towards the end of the season for whatever reason it may be. Now, going back to this year, like I said, these were the numbers for LaMelo this year through 27 games. 23 points per game, 8.2 assists per game, 5.8 rebounds per game. So I went through and I looked at some of the numbers for the reserves on the Eastern Conference. And this is not a dig at anybody. This is just me comparing the numbers because, you know, like the old Jay-Z song says, men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. Jeru Holiday is one of the reserves on the All-Star team this year. Through 41 games, Drew Holiday is averaging 19.2 points per game, 7.2 assists per game, 5.2 rebounds per game. Now, the percentages do look a lot better for Drew Holiday. He's shooting at about a 46% clip from the field, 37% more or less from beyond the arc, and at about 85-86% from the charity stripe. So again, the three-point numbers, the free-throw numbers, percentage-wise, are basically the same between him and LaMelo. The field goal percentage is much, much higher from Drew Holiday, but the points per game is 
is not there. The assist per game is one fewer, and the rebounds are about a one-point spread as well there too. So again, I understand Drew Holiday is on a winning team. The Bucks are about a game and a half back behind Boston for the top spot. You're probably going to get two All-Stars more oftentimes than not because as much as we don't want to admit it, winning does factor in to All-Star selections. And again, LaMelo has only played 27 games this year. So basically this entire argument that I'm trying to make here, Sam, is that if LaMelo Ball was healthy and he didn't miss so much time, he would be an All-Star this year or at least should be considered to be one. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of, unfortunately, the reality. I think those are kind of the two biggest requirements for all-star candidacy is you've got to be on a, at a winning team and you've got to play, like I said, I think sort of two-thirds of the games is kind of a good benchmark. And it's unfortunate because you, you feel like, you know, with we've talked a lot about it this season. It's just like sometimes you just never really feel like the Hornets got a chance with the injuries and it just kind of felt like they missed so much time to start the season and one guy would leave, another guy come and, that kind of feels the same way about LaMelo because you see, could he have gone to back-to-back all-star games? It's almost like he just never really got a chance to prove himself because he missed so much time at the start of the season. I, I don't know what the exact game number is, but it's got to be at least 25, 30 games, something like that. So it's tough, but you know, like I said, he's still so young. I think he's going to have a multitude of opportunities in the years to come to be an all-star again. You know, it was awesome to see him there last year and you know, if anything, hopefully, you know, All-Star Game or All-Star Week can kind of serve as a week to rest, recuperate, hit a little bit of a reset, not just for Lamelo, but for the entire team as well as they look to attack the final, whatever it is, six or seven weeks of the regular season. Again, Hornets get an opportunity to do that tomorrow against the Orlando Magic. Tip time at 1 o'clock here at the Hive. Come join us by getting your tickets at Hornets.com or through the Hornets app. And if you can't make the game, you can watch on Valley Sports Southeast or listen to the call on the Hornets Radio Network. Myself and Sam Farber will have the preview podcast of that contest coming up on tomorrow's edition of the HHC. In the meantime, Sam Parley, thank you so much for hopping on the HHC with me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for joining us as well. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll see you tomorrow once again on EHHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.